Area 941 podcast are produced and distributed by Community Powered 94.1 KPFA Radio. Please help support Area 941 at kpfa.org. I'm C.S. Song, KPFA's associate theater critic, and my guest in studio is Susanna Martin. She is an award-winning director and theater educator, and she directs the current Shotgun Players production of The Events, a play by David Grieg, now at the Ashby Stage in Berkeley through June 4th. Welcome, Susanna, and let's start this way. What's the basic plot or narrative line of this play? Uh, This is a play about Claire. Claire is a priest, and she runs a choir at the community center that is attached to her church, and it's a community choir. And before the play has begun, she has survived a traumatic event, a mass shooting in the community center in the rehearsal for her choir. And she spends the play trying to figure out why it happened, who is the shooter, Um, only called The Boy in the script. Um, What made him? Who shaped him? Why did he do what he did? And also, is there any way to prevent something like this from happening again? And even in an ideal world, is there any way to go back in time and prevent it from having happened at all? What do we know about the origins of the play, about What motivated the playwright, David Grieg, to write it? He was motivated. I don't want to say inspired because it's such dark events, but he was motivated by the mass shooting in 2011 in Norway um, when Anders Breivik went on to the island off the coast of Norway where there was that um, camp um, and killed 77 people, many of them youth, teenagers, And um, he was in a similar state or position uh, as we all are, um, but uh, as his protagonist, Claire, is of why, why did this happen? And so he went to Norway, began doing research, had his creative partner with him, I think the director of the original production, um, and dramaturgs, and was doing research and was interviewing people in Norway and honestly, like, got to a point where he was... Like, this is so depressing, and I don't know how I'm going to write this play. I don't know the way into it. There's no um, hope in this. And um, it was actually one night. They had finished their day. He was feeling pretty lost. And their dramaturg said, you know, um, on the way back home to wherever they were staying, um, I just need to stop by my mom's um, community choir rehearsal. She's rehearsing for a recital, and um, you guys will have to um, just, you know, hang out in the back, or you can hang out in your car and and wait for us. And so they went and saw this community choir rehearsal, and David Grieg realized that was the way in, was that, you know, through the voices of the community and of a community choir and through music and song and singing as a community, he realized that a community choir would need to be in the show and that there would need to be a different um, community choir every night. And that's what you folks are doing at Shotgun Players, right? You're 
having a different choir in and and talk more about what you see as the role the choir plays in this production. Yes, so we we do have a different community choir every night. And the choir to me is is many things. It's Claire's choir, the choir that are the victims, quote unquote, of the events. Um, they're also Claire's conscience. Um, they are also the motivators for her to kind of go on the journey and the search that she does to try and understand why it happened. Um, they are also literally the voices of our community. They are a Greek chorus. The Greek chorus traditionally was meant to represent the everyman, the spectator. And also in Greek tragedy, the chorus's lines were, verses were sung. Um, and so we have that experience. But also we have that experience, of course, because the choirs get the music for the show before they perform it. And they're expected to rehearse the music from four to five hours on their own. But they don't get the script. And we don't want them to read the script. And David Grieg specifically says that this is the way that he would like it to be done. And I get it because um, it means that when they come in, they are simultaneously participating in the performance, but also witnessing the performance. And so the reaction that they're having is authentic. Um, it's not performed. It's not acted. Tell us the kinds of things that Claire does in her search for answers, in her quest to find out why the gunman did what he did. She does several things. Um, I do want to just say, you know, so in addition to the chorus and the actress who plays Claire, there is only one other actor in the show. Julia McNeil in our production plays Claire, and Caleb Cabrera plays the boy. He's just called the boy in the script. And he is the shooter, but he is also every single other person that Claire comes in, you know, has an interaction with. And that's everybody from her lover to her psychiatrist to a friendly stranger to um, some of these people that Claire interviews. So to answer your question, you know, she she obsessively researches him online. You know, she looks at his his blog entries that he obviously made before he perpetrated the events. Um, you know, and whether those were video blogs or written written material, she obsessively looks into that. She reads any sort of information that she can find. Um, she interviews uh, his father. She interviews a friend of his. She interviews a journalist that he was influenced by, a politician, a, an extremist white politician that he was influenced by. Um, she takes his favorite song and she creates an arrangement of that song for her choir to sing. Um, she fantasizes about different ways that she could change what happened, whether that's fantasizing about what it would have been like if she had been there when he was born and killed him as a baby, to um, what if she had found him as a lost teenager because his his father is an alcoholic and his mother killed herself, um, you know, what if she had adopted him and saved him that way? Um, she um, does shamanic ritual um, to try and bring back his soul. I mean, she kind of runs the gamut. And I will also say that all of the actions that she does, they're not necessarily um, 
okay. Do you know what I mean? They're she's obsessed and um, not sleeping, and she's traumatized, and so she definitely ventures into the path of like her own darker self and the self that lashes out at people or, or is abusive or um, culturally appropriates or whatever. Um, one of the things I love about the play is that it works very hard to find the humanity in every single character, and that humanity is not always good behavior. Claire is very human and therefore very um, flawed. I'm CS. Susanna Martin joins me in studio. She directs the current Shotgun Players production of The Events. It's a play by David Grieg. The Events has been extended through June 4th at the Ashby Stage in Berkeley. You can visit their website, shotgunplayers.org, for more information or for tickets, or you can call 510-841-6500. That's 510-841-6500. Yeah, I mean, one problem with Claire's search, thorough and obsessive as it is, is that it, it threatens to unhinge her. It threatens to to bring her down completely. And talk to me about the the fraught nature of her search and what it means to you and how you hope to portray it. So as as I said previously, she's obsessed. And she's she's PTSD. She's completely post-traumatic stress. And the result of that is that it's said several times throughout the script that she's not sleeping. And at some point, her partner... Katrina says, you know, and she's not eating. And it's clear as well that the kind of balm to her soul that was her work, both her work as a priest and her work leading this community choir, it's not working anymore. You know, she speaks early in the script about when the events happened, she felt her soul leave her body, and she doesn't believe that her soul has come back. So, yeah, I mean... As the play progresses, in a nonlinear fashion, I will add, um, you see her trying all of these things and none of them really working and how that basically just kind of seems to drive her deeper into the trauma um, and, and to very dark and hopeless places where, you know, she considers taking her own life, she considers taking his life, the shooter's life. And I feel like in terms of the way that I wanted to represent that, it's very much wanting to be as faithful as I could to what David Grieg wrote. So as I said, he wrote this structure that is uh, the play very, very episodic where you have one actor changing characters constantly and you're going from you know, beat to beat or scene to scene pretty quickly often. I mean, there's not a lot of long scenes in the play. And, you know, there's moments of music and moments of fantasy and moments of like straight up dialogue scenes. And I feel like that's because we're in Claire's head and we're in her experience of trying to figure this out. So at times we're lost or... We're not sure what something's going to get us, or we search for answers, and the answers we get are really unsatisfactory, really unsatisfactory. Um, I feel like Claire spends the play trying to figure out what box she can put him in. 
you know, what's the answer? What's the one answer? Okay, was he was he gay? Was he a white supremacist and bigot? Was he on drugs? Was he abused? Um, was he neglected? Was you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And is is any one of those a reason why? And they're not. They're not. There is no reason why. There's nothing that is going to be told to us or that she's going to find out that is going to necessarily give us the answer. And um, I mean, in a way, she ultimately reduces it down to, is he insane or is he evil? Because if he's insane, he's not necessarily evil. Exactly. If he's insane, then, as she says in the play, like, it's it's not his fault. Any, she says it's like cancer. Anybody can get cancer, right? Um, but if he's evil, if I can find out that he's evil, then I have to find out the cause, the the source of the evil, and stamp that out. And so for me... I go back to like when I first read the play and it felt like a fever dream reading the play. Um, and you've read it as well. And, and, you know, I don't know if you feel similarly, but the, even the way that David Grieg lays it out on the page with very little stage directions and, you know, your only indication that beats or, or scenes are changing is sometimes just an asterisk between two beats or two scenes. And you're reading it going, okay, wait, who is the boy now? And where are we now? And what's happening now? And I would often figure out partway through the scene where we were or who she was talking to and what she was doing. And so I really wanted to keep that feeling in the production of us being on this journey with her and all of us feeling like a little dazed, a little confused, a little um, lost, and so that ideally we could connect emotionally with whatever we connected with, whether it was Claire or the person that she was talking to and their point of view. And so that we could continually be surprised by what somebody had to say because we weren't told explicitly who they were right away and therefore might get locked into our own judgment of who that person was based on, oh, your identity is X. Oh, you're this extremist white bigoted politician. Okay, I dismiss you. Um, whereas one of the things I love about the scene where Claire interviews the white extremist politician is that he says some stuff where I'm like, well, I kind of I kind of get what he's saying. I don't in any way agree with him, but but I get it. So, yeah, I really wanted to keep that experience alive because I also think that's how we experience trauma. The play we're talking about is called The Events. It's about a woman's effort to understand why a young man called the boy in this production would stage a violent attack, a mass shooting against a group of people and specifically a community choir, which this woman named Claire led. And she was threatened but not harmed, or I should say not harmed physically. And now she's struggling to understand why the gunman did what he did. It's at shotgun players and they are at the ashby stage in berkeley and susanna martin my guest in studio directs the play um you know there's a lot of integrity to claire's search even though it you know nearly drives her crazy and yet it's a very individual thing and people are trying to connect with her her lover her therapist uh, people around her her choir members who survived and then but there's also of course this uh this notion of community and how community can 
bring people together and heal. So, so um, I'm just curious about uh, how you see the balance between the sort of individual search, uh, which is perhaps even more meaningful than the answers at the end of the search, um, and it's a solitary thing versus sort of the embrace of the community and whether you think David Grieg is maybe prioritizing the community over the individual, maybe saying that the individual can really get kind of so caught up in all these impulses and sometimes contradictory emotions that it's really hard to navigate. Or, or is there something noble about the individual, individualized search for truth? I do feel like, let, let's see if, if my answer will make any sense, because um, that's a, a really uh, deep question. Um, I feel like Claire gets more and more lost the more she tries to force solutions. So, you know, she takes her choir through these processes and, and you know, rituals and exercises and a choral arrangement of the boy's favorite song, and that's a that's her will. That's what she wants to do. That's how she thinks she's going to find resolution. And the choir pointedly at some point in the play says, that doesn't work for us. We, we don't want to do what you're making us do. And I feel like Claire gets more, as the play goes on, she gets more and more isolated. She starts alienating her support system. And one of the things that I love, of course, is that the boy, the actor who plays the boy, plays everybody, um, her support system, her entire support system, and, you know, the perpetrator. And so you you get to see, like, her support system sort of whittled down by the end of the play, and she's just very isolated. And so it feels like near the end of her journey, she's she's out on her own. She's out on a limb, and she's out on her own. And so I do feel like there is something that David Grieg is saying about, yes, absolutely the importance of community and the importance of all the voices in our communities and both the individual voices in our community and the stories that they have to share and tell us and what we can learn from listening to them and then the, the collective voice of the community. She also saw her choir as a, you know, she was providing sanctuary. Um, it was specifically, as she says, you know, multiculturalism. It was multiculturalism. It was, as she says in the play, vulnerable people, old people, immigrant men, young mothers, um, asylum seekers, and so on. She says this. And so there's a lot of different individual voices in that list that have very different stories to tell us and that we can learn from. And then what is the collective whole when they come together and make music um, and sing together? Um, and so that I think that's a long way of saying I feel like any no nobility that comes from an individual search is only strengthened and amplified by the coming together of many people, many people with many differences, um, trying to have a conversation and like find out what it's like to actually sing together. So I wonder, having read this play, engaged with it, directed it, whether you have a different insight or maybe a different understanding of the word closure than you might have had before you engaged with a play. In other, you know, closure is such a 
it's almost a hackneyed word, right? The victim needs closure. Um, I guess we could say Claire needs a kind of closure, but I, I just wondered whether you understand closure in maybe a, a different way now. Yeah, I don't know whether Claire finds closure. Um, it's a word that the boy uses near the end of the play. I think what she may find is the ability to continue. When we suffer great loss or we are deeply traumatized, obviously, I mean, or not so obviously, that it never leaves us. We carry it with us. And I don't know that I would use the word closure, but I think when you go on a journey with your trauma or your grief, you will get to a point where you learn how to carry it with you, but not let it obliterate you or stop you. It's clear to me at the end of the play that Claire is still very much carrying this trauma with her and this grief. She's even, I think, carrying the boy with her. I feel like there's a way that she forges a relationship with him, whether he knows that or not, that, yeah, that means that she carries him as well. She carries his humanity and his loss as well. And that means that, you know, she'll keep going. She'll keep going. She'll try again. She'll do the choir again, hopefully. And that is an open resolution, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it does. To And to carry his loss as well as hers, I mean, that that shows so much humanity, maybe a rare version of humanity. Um, there's so much to take in and enjoy about this play. It's called The Events. It's a play by David Grieg, Susanna Martin, my guest, who is an award-winning director and theater educator and Shotgun Players company member, directs this play at the Ashby Stage, produced by Shotgun Players. It's been extended through June 4th. You can find more information and get tickets via their website, Shotgun Players, all one word, shotgunplayers.org or by calling 510-841-6500, 510-841-6500. Susanna, thanks so much for your great work with this play and for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And I'm C.S. Song on Bay Area Theater for KPFA.